Good evening, this is Fazana for Subject ACT on People Powered Radio, 2XXFM 98.3. In this evening's program, we are covering the Fathering Project and its launch into ACT schools. The Fathering Project is a not for profit organisation with a mission to improve child development outcomes. It delivers resources, programs, and events to meet the needs of fathers and father figures to equip them to be able to effectively engage with their kids. I'm joined by the Fathering Project over Zoom this evening to discuss the organisation's work. In the first part of tonight's program, I'll be speaking with James Brown, who is a psychologist and ambassador for the Fathering Project, to provide some context into the organisation's work and to discuss what the research says about the impact that fathers can have on a child's development. James, thank you for joining me this evening. No, it's uh, great to be asked to be a part of the program. So what role does a father play in a child's life and how does this impact on their development? So I I guess the answer to your question is almost to restate it as an answer in that uh, a father does play a significant role in the life of their children. And, you know, that may sound like an almost sort of obvious thing to say, but it, it wasn't something that was considered to be so important many decades ago, like in the 60s or 70s. Uh, fathers weren't seen to be pivotal um, to the social, emotional um, uh, development of their children. They were seen as more as that kind of very traditional um, protector and provider role. And uh, they, they weren't seen to have a, a pivotal role in the emotional uh, and physical well-being of their children. So it's certainly in, in, in more recent years, over the last four decades or so, there's been this real increasing awareness that's come out of the research that says, actually, uh, fathers really do matter to the, the social, emotional and, and physical uh, well-being of their children uh, across the lifespan. And does this differ between the genders? I mean, does a father's role have a different impact on their sons versus their daughters? So, yeah, that's a really interesting one. So um, universally, we would say that the research shows that fathers have benefits to both genders. There isn't this sense of fathers being more beneficial to sons than beneficial to daughters. But then when we get down to some specifics, we find that there's some differing um, differences. So, for example, when we look at uh, daughters, fathers seem to have uh, a real influence in areas such as self-esteem. And uh, also fathers uh, and, and their involvement in the life of their daughters also has a protective factor against certain uh, behaviours or risky behaviours like uh, uh, risky sexual activity uh, and things like that. So there, there is some interesting differences between a father's role um, in the life of their you know, sons and daughters. Um, and, and some of those things are sort of specific uh, to those like examples that I just gave you. And, and there are other examples as well. But on the whole, um, the benefit of fathers to, to sons and to daughters seems to be universally true and, and very similar, in fact. And what about the educational outcomes for a child? I mean, what kind of impact do fathers have on that? Yeah, so that's a really interesting one, actually, where there is this really standout feature that um, children that have an involved father uh, uh, or father figure, let's not forget that term as well. Um, So somebody that plays that important role in their life of a father figure is present in their lives, present in their homes. Uh, There seems to be this standout feature in, in things like academic results that they tend to perform better academically. And in Australia in particular, that's even 
been picked up with NAPLAN results. Um, so that's been a really interesting thing that we seem to, uh, as fathers and father figures, have an influence on the academic success of our children in the schools. So from a textbook or psychological perspective, what would constitute effective fathering? I mean, what does that look like? So the main things that we focus on in the fathering project about what is effective fathering um, is based on research and it comes uh, into a number of different categories. A couple of ones that I'd give examples. The first one would be about connection. And, and the easiest way that we would describe that is that the acts of just being there, being present in the lives of children is a, a good example of what quality fathering looks like. And so that's one of the things that we would encourage our, our fathers and father figures to consider that they can do um, is to be present and to have connection with, with children. Um, the other thing that we often talk about as well is communication. So uh, empathic and warm communication from fathers uh, or father figures uh, that show support, care, concern, all those sorts of features, they really seem to show in, in long-term studies to have great benefits to children in terms of their, their social, emotional development. So those sorts of um, behaviours from fathers uh, of, of good communication that shows warmth and support uh, really uh, seems to have some very uh, strong outcomes for, for kids and it's something that we can help to describe to fathers when we talk about you know what does quality fathering look like you know those sorts of um, behaviors seem to be well understood and well received and things that we can help them with. So what can be some of the consequences for children who grow up with absent or ineffective father figures in their lives? So the main things that we've become concerned about and, and actually interestingly enough this is where research started on fathering. It's kind of sad in a way that it started more on the negative. So some of the early research in the 70s and 80s was really concerned about father absence. So we've actually for a long time known more about the negative, uh, which is absence. And there's concerning uh, figures around things like incarceration. So that's one that popped up uh, very early on that it seemed to be this correlation between uh, children that grew up in homes where the father was absent or, or in, in worse scenarios, sadly, where the father themselves had been incarcerated, there seemed to be this correlation um, with, uh, you know, long-term outcomes of, of those children being at greater risk of themselves experiencing uh, things like incarceration. Um, we also know that uh, a father absence has been correlated with other um, unfortunate outcomes like uh, uh, risky behaviours uh, around things like uh, becoming in contact with the law, risky behaviours around things like drugs and alcohol, and also uh, risky um, sexual behaviours. Uh, and, and again, just something I mentioned earlier, just to tie into this answer was, unfortunately, for, for young women, there's been this statistic that we've known about for some time where when there's an absence of, of a father figure in a, in a young woman's life um, they are more at risk of things like unwanted uh, teenage pregnancies and, and things like that uh, and so they're the things that we've learned uh, about the the absence of fathers and father figures in children's lives and some of the risks that that places them at uh, and there are others but they're probably the most concerning ones. Does the meaning or concept of effective fathering change in unconventional family structures? 
Yeah, that, that's been a really interesting one. Something that I guess the first answer would be is that the Fathering Project has always been concerned about being evidence-based in the things that we share with our uh, communities, you know, that we're trying to make sure that we come from a position of, of science and not a position of opinion or, or judgment. And so it's been very important for us to reach out and say to those that come or are brought up in uh, what you've said there, unconventional families, et cetera, um, they actually make up uh, a large part of our our society, we shouldn't forget that, um, that our, our society is actually made up of all sorts of different types of families and that within those uh, particular family groupings that you're mentioning, like let's say single mother households, the Fathering Project would say that this is where we use the term father figure to say that there are, there are, there are men in the lives of children that can still play an important role in those, in those lives of those children, particularly when there's an absence of a father. And they can have a very protective effect for those children, a very beneficial effect. And there's plenty of examples of that. So we would say that those circumstances present as, as obviously a challenge um, to those families sometimes in terms of father involvement, but one in which fathers and, and father figures can still have an influence and still um, can be beneficial to the lives of those children. This is Fazana for Subject ACT on 2XXFM Canberra Community Radio. 2XXFM is a volunteer-based, not-for-profit community radio station that is dependent on the support of its listeners. You are able to support the station by subscribing, donating, sponsoring or volunteering. In tonight's program, we are covering the launch of the Fathering Project into schools in the ACT. In this part of the program, I'm joined by David Forrest, who is in charge of the organisation's programs for schools in the ACT and New South Wales. Thank you for joining me. Thank you, Farzana. It's great to be here. Tell me about your organisation and how it was started. Yeah, the Fathering Project started in, at, around 2013 when Dr Bruce Robinson, or Professor Bruce Robinson, I should say, um, a leading lung specialist in Western Australia, would... Um, sit with men who were dying from mesothelioma, the lung disease, which he was treating the, the men. And um, he asked a simple question, um, have you got any regrets as these men faced the end of their life? And often eight, nine times out of 10, the answer came back, I wish I'd spent more time with my kids. Now that stimulated Dr. Bruce to go and look at what impact that fathers have on kids and found kid, fathers have a huge impact on well-being and he started talking about the role of fathers in helping kids to have improved well-being and better life outcomes um, and from that he realized that we need to create an organization to help fathers realize their role and their importance in children's lives so he did that in 2013 starting with the first fathering project schools program in Western Australia. What is the service that you provide to the community? We are a research-backed organisation on the impact that fathers have on children's wellbeing and we're looking for ways to take that knowledge and research into the community. And we do that through three ways. We do that through our schools programs, we do that through our website and our fathering channel and we do that through community groups and our workplace programs across the country. Why do you think there is a need for this service? Yeah, as James has said, that there's often absent fathering, but also as I go across and have done for the last four years, 
Uh, fathers aren't aware of the impact they can have on their children. And they often lack confidence in stepping into that space. And so one of the things that we do is we talk about the powerful role you have with your children. And we talk about the powerful role as a significant other you can be in a children's life, whether you're a father or a father figure. And then we create events that will help to guys to get in touch, connected to that community, uh, sorry, connected to that research but also then give them opportunities to be engaged with their kids. So what events we run in a school would be a dads and kids event where the dads and kids come into the school community and engage together with other dads around to see that fathering is not that hard. It's a simple process, but we need to step in and be engaged. And they see other dads modelling interaction and we have a conversation with the dads in that space about their significant role as fathers. So that's that's the need for this service. And what role can a school play in facilitating effective fathering? Okay, one of the, the things that schools provide is a place to overcome isolation for fathers and families. And schools are a community. And by having a fathering program in the school, it's about building the community, about building school connectedness. And that's why we like to reach into schools so that we can give the fathers an opportunity to connect into a community, form their own community of dads within the school and where they can share knowledge from kinder dads, can find out information about year six dads and that knowledge is shared in that community and dads no longer feel isolated. So schools provide an opportunity for building community, overcoming isolation and allowing the information from our research to be handed to fathers for the improvement of families. Why would a school want to use your service? I mean, why is it beneficial for them? Yeah, so there's a lot of research out there about what they call school connectedness. And anyone who's involved in schools, and I've been a principal in my life, and when you have both parents involved, you have greater connectedness. And when kids are connected to the school, you get greater academic outcomes. And so there's a whole lot of research on school connectedness. So schools would benefit by having that percentage of their um, parenting body that don't often step into the school space, stepping into the school space. We often have had events where principals have said, I've never seen that father in the school before. And what happens from there is that when the principal needs to speak to that father, they can actually ring them up and say, hi, John, I saw you at the Paper Plains and Pizza Night. It was great chatting to you. Look, I'd like to talk to you about your child. And so that's one way that it really is helpful for schools to be involved. Parents and principals get to meet each other. Teachers get to meet each other. So there's that connection. It's also another avenue to communicate with parents. So often mums are the ones that receive all the communication with the school. And this is an opportunity to get that a bit more equal. So dads get involved in the school through understanding what's being in the school by coming into the school. And the last real benefit for schools, it's just fun to have your, um, we've had events with anywhere between three, our largest was 750 dads and kids at one primary school in Tamworth coming in for a community building activity where all people were involved. It wasn't just dads there, but Instead of being all mums, it was 90% dads. Mums were involved and they had fun. They threw paper planes around, they ate pizza, they got to meet their teachers, they got to connect with each other 
and it's a real positive memory. Um, so that's a huge benefit to the school, just to build that culture. Um, in my years as schoolers, we were always trying to get um, people and parents involved in the school and the community involved. And this is another tool we can use to get um, the community involved with the school and dads particularly. How does your organisation engage with schools and fathers to get them to use your programs? Yeah, they can do a number of ways. They can register on our website, thefatheringproject.org, and you can register your interest straight up there and then we'll contact you. Um, and or uh, we have a gentleman in the ACT um, reaching out to the ACT called John Kirkland and um, he will contact you and come and talk with you via Zoom or in person about all what the Fathering Project has to offer. So the, probably the easiest thing for someone listening to this is to go to thefatheringproject.org and register your interest um, for someone to reach out and, and connect with you. And there's plenty of information on our website too, so you can have a look through what's on the Fathering Project, what's a dad's group means, how do we set it up, and um, then just connect via that website and reach out and say, how hey, I'm interested, and John will give you a call. How does your organisation accommodate for children and parents in non-traditional families? Yeah, it's really important. We've actually got a policy on including everybody. So whenever these events are on, it might be tagged as a fathering project, dad's handball and hot dogs or handball event, but it doesn't mean we we stop at the gate. Everyone comes in and often we have 20, 30% of the people there are mums. Um, often mums bring their dads, uh, bring their kids in into the events because dad's got to work, right? But they didn't want them to miss out. So it's, we basically, everyone can be involved. But let's take the single sex families as an example. One of the events I went to, the mum says, hey, you know, we're in a single sex relationship. What I bought, she was actually an Indigenous lady as well, but I bought Uncle Bill and it's so good to have an opportunity to get Uncle Bill to come in with young Ryan to be here in the school. Now, those names I've changed, but just that idea that that opportunity of being a father or father figure, it's all inclusive, getting people involved. Out there in this research, most school environments, especially in the primary school, are filled with mums and female teachers, and this is an opportunity for men to step into this space. So we are inclusive in that in that area. We, we've had single mums come in and say, hey, I'm both mum and dad, and we say, you are very welcome. Right. So it's not about cutting people out. It's about we do not want a child to be left out of that fun community event. You are all welcome to step into that space. What it is about is overcoming the barrier that many men feel and the shame about stepping back into the educational space or back into a group. Men are so often isolated. They may have had a bad experience at school. And I've had 25 year old, 30 year old guys walk into my um, office as a principal and start sweating because they had such a bad experience at school. This is a fun program. It's research-backed, but it creates, uh, it breaks down those barriers for men to step in and to be part of the community. Um, that's what we're on about, but we're not excluding the, the non-traditional families as, as you've termed it there. How many schools are currently using your program and what kind of feedback have you received so far? We've had pretty rapid growth in the last couple of years. We were really flying and then COVID hit and we thought, oh, it's going to slow down. But we're back up over 400 schools across Australia at the moment. So it's 400 dads groups in every state and territory across this country. And um, it's 
Yeah, it's been great. So we're getting all sorts of feedbacks from people saying, wow, this is the first time I've been involved with my school. Thank you. I really appreciate that um, from teachers and parents and uh, some principals and teachers saying, that's the first time I've met that dad. It's allowed us to facilitate a better relationship with our kids and just being able to support the families better because they know them, because they have relationship with them and they can build trust with them through the programs that happen in and around the community fathering, uh, the fathering project programs in the schools. So the fathering project recently launched into its first school in the ACT. Tell me a little bit more about that. That was a great day. It was a Charles Conda um, school down in the south of the ACT. The school is fortunate to have a community liaison officer and she organised an event where we had, um, well, prior to the event, she got half a dozen of the dads together to talk about what the fathering project was all about. She did a small presentation and got those guys engaged and they said, this is fantastic. We want to have this in our school. We want to have a community where dads feel welcome. So those six guys and the uh, community liaison teacher, with the permission of the principal, um, organised an event which had activities for dads and kids and families to be involved in. So they had sports games on the oval. They had face painting. They had um, a barbecue. And they put it, it was almost like a little mini fair. But And we had 350 dads and kids coming in and just being involved and meeting each other. And these six dads group leaders, if you like, were the ones that really were involved in getting that, running the activities and being involved. It was a great event. I attended and I got a chance to pull them all in and have a chat about the value of fathering and the fact that uh, we're starting the conversation about fathering here in the ACT. They are so excited to be welcomed in and to be kicking that event off. So it was great. Um, Yeah, 350 people. I even saw some of my ex-students there who are now dads with their kids, and that was exciting to see, um, catch up with the next generation of fathers. So it was a a big event, and um, it's exciting to see it kick off, and people keen to keep it rolling from there. Are you hoping to launch the program into more schools in the ACT? Yes, at the moment we've the other school, uh, we've got a couple of other schools kicking off. Uh, Margaret Henry School. Ironically, we've got the most southern school and the most northerly school in the ACT. Um, Margaret Henry School is uh, is a very um, um, progressive school, and they're looking at launching up launching very shortly. So we want to. Uh, we'd love to get every school in the ACT involved. We've got a number of Catholic schools that have joined us as well now. So it's not just government schools, it's Catholic schools, Christian schools, independent schools. We want to be in there. We want to have the conversation about fathering shared right across the community, the ACT. What is exciting is that we've started the program in Charles Condor School in the south and Margaret Henry School in the north. And all we want to do now is just fill in everything in between. So if there's any schools out there that want to be involved, go to our website, thefatheringproject.org, and let's fill up the dads groups in between the north and the south, the east and west of the ACP. If I could sort of sum up in some ways, we're about connecting dads and kids for a brighter future. This is about connecting dads to schools, connecting dads with each other, overcoming their isolation, connecting them to the communication uh, that we have, and the information, sorry, about being a great dad. So we're connecting all those things. And in that process, connecting to the kids, And when dads are involved and engaged with their kids, 
the wellbeing outcomes, the education outcomes are far uh, and greatly enhanced. So that's what we want to do across the whole ACT. Why is this course something that you were passionate about? I am passionate about this as a father. As of Anzac Day, I'm passionate about this as a grandfather. I'm also passionate about this as, as an educator of 30 years where I was involved in health. I was a PDHPE teacher. That might not mean much to many people, but it's personal development, health, and physical education. That's been my career. And I would sit in teaching children about drugs and alcohol, about relationships, um, about well-being. That was my role, my job. But I would see, doesn't matter whether I, I could have them for six years, 40 minutes a week, what was more important and had greater impact on their well-being was their home life, their family. So for me, this is a progression of looking after kids' well-being where I'm now actually shifting to an area which has greater impact on kids' well-being. If we can get dads involved, as James said, as a psychologist and, and the research is very clear, when dads are involved, when dads are engaged, kids' well-being is enhanced. So for me personally, it's an extension of what I've been doing all my life. Nothing makes me sadder to see an ex-student that's struggling in life, and I've seen that many times. And I want to be able to step into a space where the dad and the family is there 24-7. Schools are there for nine to three. Um, so that's why, that's why I'm passionate about it. This is Fazana for Subject ACT on 2XXFM Canberra Community Radio. In tonight's program, I covered the launch of the Fathering Project into its first school in the ACT. The Fathering Project is a not-for-profit organisation that takes a preventative and research-backed approach to improving developmental outcomes for children. They do this by engaging with individuals, communities and schools to deliver resources, programs and events that facilitate effective fathering. I would like to thank our guests this evening for their time and for the wonderful work they are doing to help improve the lives of children across the nation. For more information about The Fathering Project, you are able to visit their website at thefatheringproject.org or you can contact them on 1300 328 437. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed this evening's program. Until next time.